Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Well, good afternoon. I'm Michelle Lichty, and I'm here with Brentley Jordan. Good to be here, Michelle. Good to see you. I feel like I haven't talked to you forever. Yeah, it's been like two weeks. I know. <laughs> I know. Yes, because of the uh, because of the holidays, mm-hmm. I haven't had a sermon discussion um, last week, and then the week before that, I talked with David. So I haven't seen you for a while. Yeah. So it's good to have you. So today, Brentley, we're talking about your sermon from this past Sunday, um, The Joy of Confession, based on Psalm chapter 32. Yes, two strange words to put together, right? Joy and yes. confession. Yes, and what a way to start the new year. Happy New yes. Year! Yes, yeah. <laughs> Talk about the joy. <laughs> start confessing all your sins! Yes! <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I did, it, it was intriguing the way you started your sermon with a question of, have you ever experienced stepping into something that you thought would be terrible Yeah. and discovered that it was wonderful? Mm-hmm. And as you're asking that question, I'm like, oh yeah, I've had that experience this year, this oh, year. Nice. In fact. And then I thought, what was it? <laughs> ah. I remember the feeling, but I don't remember the circumstances. I, I don't remember the, yeah. But it, it took me just a couple of minutes to remember that my husband's coworker got married in Chicago mm-hmm. and, I, you know, my husband work, works remotely. And so we were invited to his wedding and I'm like, I've met one of his coworkers, the, mm-hmm. the groom I'd never met before. I met one of his coworkers maybe twice in the 10 years that my, that he's worked at this company. Uh, and so yeah. I'm like, I am, I, as an introvert. And walking into a wedding, not knowing a single soul other yeah. than my husband. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is going to be terrible. Um, and it was the most amazing experience. Wow. I love so, it. Yeah. The groom and his wife are both Polish. Mm-hmm. So the ceremony was at a Polish Catholic church in the suburbs, compl- uh, like 90% in Polish. Mm-hmm. And so that in and of itself, the whole ceremony was fascinating because first of all, it was Catholic, then it was Polish Catholic. Mm. So it was a completely different experience. And then the reception, like, I just kind of forgot that, I mean, this may sound a little odd, but I kind of forgot that once people get a couple of drinks in them, like they're mm-hmm. super nice mm-hmm. and everybody's friendly. I mean, most people yeah. are friendly, right? Oh yeah. And so yeah. it was an open bar at the reception and it was like, all of a sudden I had all these best friends <laughs> nice. at the reception. And it, I mean, it, the whole thing was such a cultural experience that I'm yeah. like, I, if, if we were invited to another Polish wedding, I would be like, yes. Cool. I don't know if I know, I don't care if I know anyone. It was mm. amazing. And hopefully, I mean, that I love, I mean, I love that story. Hopefully that's, and I think that's the, the experience David describes in Psalm 20 or Psalm 32 is he was hesitant to confess. He was, you know, holding it in. And then when he did, 
And when the Lord responds the way he does, David says something to the effect. I don't have it in front of me, but but I hope every man would do this. You know what? Everyone should do this thing that, yes. that I was fearing. Um, yes. Because, because the way the Lord responds to our confession is so much different, sadly, uh, from what we often experience when we confess something to one another. Mm-hmm. And, and then it turns into this fight and the hurt just multiplies. Right. But when we confess something to the Lord, it is his, his response is amazing. Oh, right. And I mean, I, as I sat at that reception, I kept thinking of people who I wish were experiencing this with me. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so I uh-huh. think when, yeah, I think when we, um, when we confess our sins and feel that the lifting of that weight mm-hmm. and the difference it makes for us emotionally and spiritually and in our connection with God and with our connection with others, then we're like, oh, everyone needs to experience this. And start thinking of people who you're like, I wish you could experience this and you could experience this. Oh yeah. Because when you, when you finally reach the point where you're willing to confess, you, you know, you've done something wrong. You finally owned it. And, and what happens often when we confess to you know our broken brothers and sisters we confess and the person feels like they the way they respond is is they have to tell us they have to review for us what we did wrong mm. and how it made them feel and it's like they rehash everything so we expect that you know this is going to be this excruciating experience i'm going to confess something to the lord and he's going to say yeah yeah i know in fact, let me tell you, you, you don't know the half me. of what you did wrong. Let, let me tell you more about how wrong it was, the wrong you did. Um, right. And instead, the Lord extends forgiveness, says, I, I've, I have forgiven you. I've, you know, and, and already he, you know, he's moved heaven and earth, um, moved from heaven to earth and Jesus right. Christ to, to orchestrate our forgiveness and gone to this extreme um you know, measures to do that. And, and then, so he lets us know, yes, immediately you're, you're forgiven. You've been forgiven. I'm glad you're finally receiving that. Yeah. And that is just, that is wildly different than when you and I confess uh, to each other, even perhaps. Um, right. Right. Yes. Because I, I mean, I think you talked about um, sometimes we can Oh, I'm just looking at my notes, trying to find it. Um, oh, yeah. The anger, the resentment, the bitterness. Oh, that, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm just thinking of, you know, as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. My, my dad would be like, go to my room. Yeah. And then I'd be in the room and then he'd come in. He's like, why did I send you here? And I'm like, yeah, because I did this, you know, yeah. and you just have that feeling of like, I you know, yes, I confess and I don't want the punishment. Yeah. Right. And so it's, it's totally different. Yeah. And so here's, here's the thing that I really, I didn't have time to, and honestly, I didn't have clear enough thinking to um, drive further down to Mm -hmm. what does it mean to extend forgiveness in the same way that God extends forgiveness? Um, Mm. Because we, we receive this incredible blessing of, of, his extension of forgiveness. And we receive that. Um, so, 
as we're called to extend forgiveness, I, then I began to think, okay, when when someone, you know, let's say someone broke my phone um, and they asked for forgiveness. Um, so, so to what extent am I extending my forgiveness to them? And to mm. what extent am I extending or pointing to God's forgiveness? And, mm. and I was just trying to think down because on, on face value, it's completely unrealistic for me to extend forgiveness the same way God does. Because the huge thing about the way God extends forgiveness is he's already taken care of it. Um, right. When you come to me and say, I'm sorry for breaking your phone, I, I don't have the experience that I have already completely um, paid that debt and taken care of it. Um, right. So, so how, how, how does that translate into me being able to extend forgiveness like God does? And so as I thought through it, I thought, okay, part one, I need to point to God's forgiveness. So when mm. it comes to when it comes to spiritual judgment, if someone apologizes for a wrong they've done to me, first just immediately I need to realize that um that as this person confesses to the extent that they're also confessing to the Lord, um their their spiritual judgment is in God's hands. So so mm. I want to point to his forgiveness. He has forgiven you for for that which you've done. Um, so there's an extent to which right away I should be able to point to God's forgiveness um, mm-hmm. of that person for anything as they're confessing. Um, but then I need to think through, okay, what is it? Um, what is it that I need to forgive? Um, you know, because if if you've broken my cell phone, okay, who's going to pay for the cell phone? And right. am I supposed to immediately say it's forgiven? And, and the payment is all on me. Um, not necessarily. Uh, so that's where for us to say, extend forgiveness the same way God does. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not, you know, it, it gets a little bit tricky for us to play that out. Um, so I want to point it, to God's forgiveness yeah. and then kind of figure out the nuance of what does it mean for me to extend forgiveness yeah, so jump in well, with where you where Yeah. You're I, so what 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 comes to my mind is um right, God has forgiven. I mm-hmm. need to choose to forgive for my sake mm-hmm. more than for theirs. Because if yeah, I don't yeah. choose to forgive, then that mm-hmm. can cause a root of bitterness to grow in my heart and yeah. can not only affect the relationship between us, but also my relationship with God. Yeah. Right. So, so the reason why I forgive is for my benefit. Yeah. Which sounds super selfish, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, but this is the way it is in God's economy. It's like both and. Yeah. And also, As... and also there's a difference between punishment and consequences. Yes. Okay? Yeah. And so, um, and then this is where also the Holy Spirit comes in, right? Yeah. Because then I need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And what is he telling me? Is it is it a punishment offense where I mm-hmm. am in authority and I need to punish yeah. mm-hmm. in order to train? Or yeah. is this a natural consequence? Well, the natural consequence of me breaking your phone is that I need to pay for it. Yeah. And so then therefore I need to work an extra job in order to come up with the money or I need to raid my savings account in order to, you know, like, yeah. so there's natural consequences, but then, you know, cause I think thinking like this helps, especially parents. 
Yep. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, there are times when I, as a parent of small children, I need Mm -hmm. to punish wrongdoing. Mm -hmm. And so when I can say, oh, okay, I, because I am a person under authority. Yeah. I have to respond to the authority that I'm under, who is God, in order to punish you. Mm -hmm. And there are natural consequences to this as well. Yeah. As adults, you know, I mean, I think that's where we get a little iffy, right? Like, you know, I'm not in authority over you. You're not in authority over me. Mm -hmm. So there's, is there a punishment element? Probably not. If I stole your phone, Mm -hmm. right? That brings in the police and there is a punishment aspect to it. But breaking Mm -hmm. it is more of a natural consequences than a punishment. Yeah. And the interesting thing, again, that I haven't fully, you know, just thought through is when I, um, I rebel against God and I confess my sin to God, Mm -hmm. he's already taken care of it and he extends forgiveness. Um, It's so, um, so I'm not, I haven't caused him hurt per se, and that, that he needs to heal from. Because there's a sense in mm. which he's whole and heal. I, as I confess to him, I'm not confessing to a wounded um, person. He's, right. he's healed. A lot of times when we confess to one another, we're confessing to someone we've wounded and they are still wounded. So yes. how does a wounded person extend forgiveness so I, j- I just want to acknowledge the messiness of that. That's when I say God extends forgiveness immediately. In fact, he already has. He's just waiting for us to receive it. Um, it is different when, mm. when someone apologizes to me. I'm still wounded. How do yes. I? Let's, you know, so, so that those two parties need to work out. What does it mean to for the wounded person to extend forgiveness? Um, mm. And I. I can't clearly articulate or walk someone through that, you know, in, like in this setting, in this moment. Right. Um, but I just want to acknowledge. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's important. It's, it's tricky. Yeah. yeah. And that's important because we are wounded and we yes. are not God. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so even though we forgive for our own benefit, we also, um, we also have to deal with those wounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that, that can be between you and God. It can, you know, it can be working it out between you and the person who's wounded you. It can, but also, um, you know, counseling is going to yeah. be helpful in that kind of a situation, particularly for incredibly traumatic events. Yeah. Yeah. So I never want to seem just um, oversimplistic when I say, right. and you know, extend forgiveness as God extends forgiveness. Yes, it's true. And let's acknowledge there's there's a lot of nuance there when we're talking about human to human forgiveness. Um, nonetheless, we all need to be pressed and challenged by this incredible, gracious love of God who would extend that kind of forgiveness on us. We need to be moved by that um, mm-hmm. in 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 deep ways. Yes, and yeah. And extending forgiveness as God extends forgiveness is like an easy way to say a very difficult thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Well, and one of the things that, um, you know, as we're talking about your application points, that was that was one of them. Mm-hmm. Another one was that we we should be quick to confess. Yeah. Um, and I, as I was thinking about this, I'm like, well, part of being quick to confess is acknowledging when we've done wrong, mm-hmm. when we have sinned, when we have wronged others, when we have wronged God. Mm-hmm. And a part of me wonders if we really have a healthy understanding, respect for, I'm not sure what the word is, of sin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think especially in, you know, I counseling is super important. And I think in our therapeutic culture, mm-hmm. we can also say, well, uh, I have a reason, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I have a justification for what I did. And yeah. so therefore it's not wrong. And yeah. it, like, really? Mm-hmm. I yeah. just, yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, how do we, so I guess my question for you is, how yeah. do we develop a healthy understanding and sense of when we've done wrong so that we can understand when we need to confess? Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, because it's first on a very foundational level, it's it's acknowledging either um, either I have rebelled and then re- am rebelling against um, my maker or I'm living in perfect harmony with my maker. Um, so let me just acknowledge on the front side, okay, not living in perfect harmony. So I have rebelled against him. Um, and and, you know, and, and I can get educated by about that by spending time in his word. Um, but if I'm convinced that I've rebelled against my maker, then I, you know, then I'm tempted to either hide that, rationalize it, or distract myself from it. Um, mm. Because there's some self-preservation going on there. Um, I'm, I'm not going to be okay if I confess this, if I own mm. this, something is not going to be okay. So I need to hide it, rationalize or distract myself from it. Right. Um, but when we, when we learn how God responds to confession, then it corrects our theology. And we realize, oh, this, this self-preservation thing that I'm working for, there's no risk in confessing my sin to a holy God. Um, because in fact, he extends forgiveness and um, and he's ready to pour his love and grace on me. Um, so when I when I make that theological change, I realize okay, the the self preservation that goes on uh, that motivates me to hide my sin or um, uh, rationalize it or distract myself from it um, that's simply unnecessary. At at a foundational level, I mm. don't need to do those things in order to preserve myself because. I'm actually going to be safe and more free if I actually confess those things. Hmm. And so it's, it's just switching something in, in the way we foundationally think about God and ourselves. Um, that's, that's difficult, but as David articulates in Psalm 32, it's so beautifully free. He was all t- He was dying. His bones were wasted away. He says, um, because hmm. holding all of this in, um, and we can, you know, as we interact with people, I mean, we we put so many layers upon layer of complex ways 
that we hide, rationalize, or distract ourselves from sin. Mm. And we there's so much unhealth in the way that we do all that. And if we would just begin peeling that back, um, we would find an incredible, an incredible freedom. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I can't, I mean, it's, we, David describes it, we can describe it, but until you've experienced that. Oh yeah. Weight being lifted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you, I don't know that you can understand it or even imagine it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And this is where, I mean, just the beautiful, the the beautiful design that God has, there are things like this that we are not capable of doing without the spirit's help. Mm, So mm -hmm. the gift that the Lord gives us the Holy spirit to have the courage and ability to confess our rebellion before a holy God, um, that, that is, that's spirit led, that's spirit involved. and I'm a participant in that. Um, Mm. So it it has a lot to do with, yes, my effort, um, but, but my effort means nothing without the spirit's empowering work. Um, Right. So I need, I need to somehow focus on both of those, the importance of my effort, the obedience of my effort, but the, um, the necessity of the spirit's work. And, And I can't, I cannot separate those two. Exactly. And I mean, here's the other thing about God's economy is that it's not, it's, God is not a microwave God, right? It's mm-hmm, not going to mm-hmm. have it, not usually, right? Yeah. There have, I've heard stories of people who've been changed, radically changed in a moment. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it is a process over days, months, years, yeah. decades Yeah. It, of, you know, especially, um, you know, especially a, a particularly hurtful yeah. thing. Um, it it is a it's decade or long process of continually. Okay, I'm going to choose to forgive. I'm going to choose not to hold that mm-hmm. against that person. I'm going to choose to um, let God take care of it and trust that God will, you know, like. God will take yeah. vengeance or he will forgive in his, uh, you know, in his perfect wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and both, both are miracles. I mean, when, you know, the right. miracles that I need, I need, I need the spirit's miracle work to bring me to a place of confession. And I need the spirit's miracle work to bring me to a place where I can truly forgive. Um, yes. Both of those, I need the spirit and because both of those are extravagant things. Right. Right. And we tend to think of miracles again as instantaneous change yeah. or instantaneous mm-hmm. differences and, and forget that, that miracles do happen over time too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the last point, so so one, um, we've just been discussing, be quick to confess. And then we, we've already discussed, we need to be ready to extend God's forgiveness to others. And then the third application point was be free to rejoice. Yes. Yeah. And I, you know, I love, um, you know, David's statement, uh, about, um, be, let's see, he says, you will protect me 
from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. So, so the God to whom he's just re- uh, repented, this God wraps his arms, surrounds him with love and protection mm-hmm. and deliverance. And, and that is something we can rejoice in if we are confessing our sin to the Lord. Um, he is accepting us in his presence. There, mm-hmm. there are difficult things in our life, no doubt. Um, but is there a more significant or important reality than the reality that as I confess, I'm accepted by the Lord in his presence? Um, mm. I, that, if that is true, yes, there are things to be sad about. Um, and if that is true, I always have something extravagant to be rejoicing about that I can be accepted considered holy and blameless in the sight of the living God. That Mm. is astounding. It is. That is amazing. Yes. I love it in verse 11, right? Those are my notes. Rejoice and be glad. Mm -hmm. Confession leads to forgiveness, protection, and instruction from God. Yeah. And lack lack of confession leads to death. Yeah. 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 The contrast is significant. I mean, yeah, uh-huh. there's a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's what, you know, we all long at some level, we long to feel right, to feel clean, mm. and pure, to feel free and accepted. We long for that. And, and you know, to this reality that we can be all those things before a holy God. That's, that's incredible. And that's what the Bible is teaching us. I just want to, I just want to reiterate one thing that you said, um, based on verses eight through 10. So I know we're going back Mm -hmm. a little bit and I was about ready to wrap up, but I was looking at my notes and I realized this just struck me as like, so amazing. And I had never thought about it before that God is not threatened by us in any way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know um, that we as humans can feel threatened by each other for a ton of different reasons. Oh yeah. Um, And so to know that, and we've talked about this too, like he's not going to lash out when we confess. He's gracious. Yeah. He's loving. He's full of counsel. He's not threatened by us in any way. Yeah. And so it's just and that's why he can respond. It. Yeah. Right. And that's why he can respond to us with such love and warmth and grace and forgiveness already extended. Um, he's, yeah. he's not threatened by us. And, and I like what you said earlier today, even just, he is completely whole and yeah. healed, which is such a contrast to us being. Yeah. Wounded. Oh yeah. And I think yeah. that's, imp- it's just, yeah, that's something that, that I need to remember as I am work, you know, as, as I am working with people, as I am in relationship with my family and with others, yeah. like mm-hmm. I am wounded others are wounded yeah. and so our relationships are going to be messy yeah. this side of mm-hmm. heaven they're just going to be messy yeah and it's you know and through god i can be 
healed and made whole and I am being healed and made whole. And, and I feel that, that. Yeah, yeah, I feel it more in some moments than others, <clears throat> but, um, but it is a reality in God. Those things can and will um, be true of me. Right. Which brings us into a whole nother discussion about how is that true here on earth? And yet in heaven, we are full yeah. and complete and, but yeah. we won't go there. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, the me, thing about this is that every every discussion kind of is like, oh, but that leads us down this path and that path and that path. <laughs> um, it's good. It is. Let me close. There was this just one um, learning that, that I took away uh, mm-hmm. from this, I mean, w- among others, but just this idea that receiving forgiveness does um, is not about waiting for God to extend it. It's about realizing you need it. And mm. that that is just hit deep with me that I'm I I'm not waiting for God to extend forgiveness. Um, it my um, yeah receiving forgiveness is not about me waiting. When's he going to extend it? When's he going to extend it? He already has. It's it's about uh, realizing that you need it because um, yeah. he's extending it, and and he's we we need to realize we need it. He's he's there holding it out, ready for us to receive it. Uh, so will you all, will we all realize we need to uh, need to receive that forgiveness and then receive it? Hmm. That's a great place to end. All right. Well, thank you, Brentley, for your yeah, time Yeah, thank today. you. Fun to have this discussion with you. It is. I always enjoy it. Um, and thank you to our audience, whether you joined us live on Facebook or later on our blog or on our podcast, we are grateful that you spent a few moments of your time with us. So we hope you have a wonderful day. 